if you can master marketing, really understand copywriting, really understand emotional engagement, really understand how to help people take an idea and understand it and stick and practice it, that all comes from marketing. Once you have marketing, every company in the world wants to work with you. Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, the place where we share the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm your host, Natalie Ellis, and this week I'm joined by Danielle and our friend, Brendan Bouchard. Now, first, let me give you a quick overview of who Brendan is, because not only is he the person that actually brought me and Danielle together initially, he's one of the smartest and kindest humans we have ever met. So Brendan has released over 20 online personal development courses taken by over 3 million students in over 100 countries. His courses are on topics like motivation, confidence, habits, productivity, and influence and are the world's most watched, commercially successful, and longest running. Brendan was the first online personal growth trainer in history to create, produce, start in, and sell an online course that generated more than a million dollars in sales at launch. That was in 2009. And he was the first to produce a million dollar plus live online personal development broadcast, which he's done 15 times since. And as one of the world's elite life coaches, he's personally presented to Oprah, Usher, and dozens of Olympians and Fortune 500 CEOs and their teams on the topic of change management and high performance. He's also trained and certified over a thousand of the world's top performance coaches in 30 countries. So, you could say he is more than qualified to be chatting with us about what it really takes to build influence online. In this episode, that's what we get into. We really focus on building influence and we ask Brendan his thoughts on the creator economy because he's been in a space for a really long time and he has some really interesting insights. So if you are interested in getting into the creator economy or you're already in it, this is going to be a big one for you. And make sure you register for our Influencer Masterclass that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Then dive straight into this episode to start building out your roadmap for influence. So, Brendan. Hi. (laughs) We first need to acknowledge Boss Babe might not exist if you didn't exist. Did you know that? I do know a little bit of the story, but um, I, I can't even believe that because I love what you guys are doing. And you know, I watch it all the time and I'm cheering you guys on. So thank you. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, you're like the godfather to Boss Babe. How about <laughs> I that? I know. The, the third Boss Babe member. Yeah. So yeah. for everyone listening who doesn't know what we mean by that, we actually met at a Brandon Brashad event. We met at one of your events. We didn't know each other. It no. was like a soul connection as soon as we met. And now Boss Babe is here. So thanks for bringing yeah. Full Circle in, coming yeah, on our podcast. I can't even believe that. High Performance Habits, 2017, San Diego. We were there. And I tell you what, we went, I think we bonded so well because we did not miss a single part of that seminar. Not a second. We it held an RP the whole time. <laughs> this is like, this is the big, this is a, probably the biggest joy. And you guys have this with your audience too. It's when your audience meets, then they tell you, hey, we met, we yeah. started this thing. We yeah. reached these people, we're changing people's lives, we're making impact. And you go, oh, because I was just doing my thing. Yeah. And then when we got together at a mastermind, that's what I think when you told yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Or when You're I like, called you yeah. and you said, hey, we're doing, yeah. we met at your thing. I'm like, oh my God. That I was know. a good day. Yeah. yeah. That was a good day. It Thank you. Special. Yeah, it was. Okay. So one thing that I really want to kick this off with and ask you is something that I think a lot of people are wondering. 
you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to be influencers and they want to have a following, but there's a big difference between being an influencer and being influential because having a bunch of followers doesn't necessarily make you influential and not having any followers doesn't mean you're not influential. Right. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between being an influencer and being influential and what it really means? Yeah. I think it starts with what people want it to mean for themselves. I wasn't an influencer. I wanted to be an expert in a certain area. So I was researching it. I was talking about it. I was teaching it. I was coaching it. And that topic was something that was like hugely valuable to me. And I wanted to educate. So I didn't want to do TikTok. I didn't want, it wasn't then. It wasn't even around. But I didn't, I didn't want to entertain. I know I want to be an entertainer. I just wanted to be like, oh, I love this topic of personal development. I want to share it with other people. That was it. And the industry kind of grew up around that over the last 15 years. But at the time, it was this intention of, I have something I'd like to share. I really love sharing this topic. And then there's another side of the influencer space, which is more of like, oh, I want to share just about my life. I want to be an aspirational figure for people. And I want to entertain. So you kind of choose how much, what's your education, entertainment, like scale? What will make you happy? I'm way more on the education part than I'm on the entertainment part. And that makes me feel happy. So I have people who we educate like, oh, you changed my life. I got that framework. I followed your steps. Following your steps changed my life. Other people, you you watch The Rock, you're like, oh, you're just being The Rock. I love you because they're inspirational for who they are. And the influence is, do you, in teaching or entertaining, do you help impart or impact people's mindset? When they watch you, when they read from you, are you shaping how they think? Because influence is like always three things. It's, do you help people learn how to think? Think about themselves, think about the world, think about others, think about their impact. Do you challenge them? Because almost everyone who has real influence, when they have real influence, it's because they challenge their audience to be better in some way or another. And then third, you role model. You're a role model. And you're aware of like your values, your teaching, how you want to impact other people because you want to be an example of something for them. So I always think like influence really comes from helping shape people's thoughts, helping challenge people, and then role modeling the way. And now you just go, well, what's my topic? What, what do I want to be known for? How much teaching do I want to do versus entertaining? And all of a sudden, when you do that over and over and over consistently, people say, oh, you're an influencer. You have so much influence with other people, but it comes from those things first. I think that's actually a really interesting way of putting it because I think in the era, I mean, you were kind of one of the OGs that you started all of this like so long ago before, in, not that long ago. So wow, Danielle. No, it was. I was like, oh, hi, Listen, I'm digging my first a book hole came right out, <laughs> My first book came out in 2001. Yeah. And we started doing four posts a day on Facebook in 2007. Mm. You know, we were the first person in, in my industry to hit 3 million fans on Facebook at the time, which was way early. So we, we were early, but also... I think everyone is still early. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the reason I brought that up was because I think a lot of people though look on social media and they see influencers as having to be about that lifestyle piece. And I think when I watch you and some other people, um, you know, actually on this mastermind with us, it really is about that expertise and just you giving that three-part framework almost to really start start at that point. Like, what do you want to leave people with? What is the education that you want to give them is actually a big reframe for a lot of people listening already. Yeah. And I actually really agree that 
it's still really early. When we think about the career paths that are opening through the creator economy, it's almost like back in the day when someone said, get Bitcoin, it's going to be really big. And there (laughs) were a bunch of people that were like, they were right. They were right. (laughs) And they jumped in and there was other people that sat on the sidelines and were like, "Mm, I'm going to watch other people do it first. I really think we're at that space in the creator economy, but there's so much money being invested into it. All of the platforms are realizing that the power is lying within their con- with the content creators. And it, we're in such an interesting space. So can you speak a little bit more about why you don't think it's too late and why you think now is, is such a good time to start this kind of career path? Yeah, can, the world just kind of discovered it during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, those of us been in the industry for a long time, we knew how the industry worked. We knew how virtual worked. We knew the value of content. We knew the value of sharing a message online. All that was like, we all got that for the last 15 years. The pandemic accelerated to the whole world because now the whole world had to learn like, oh, how do I broadcast? How do I share this to people who aren't here? How do I you know, make an impact when we're not in person? So the whole world just got super accelerated for one. So the world just came on board. Like the last 15 years, if you made any money or any impact at it, you were an OG because right now is like day one. The whole world just came on and got it. And they actually started using the actual tools for the first time. And I'm talking about global. That's a big difference. Second, you mentioned it, the investments now into the creator economy. Now it's dozens of unicorn companies doing that. It used to be you had like this weird service over there or this popular app over there. Now it's like, oh no, investors are pouring literally billions and billions and billions of dollars every quarter into influencers, into this economy, and into the ecosystems and systems that support it, it's a big economy now. It's as established as a career as going into the medical profession now. It's as established as a career as deciding you want to be a real estate agent. It's as established as a career as saying, I want to be a, work for this company. So now it's very clearly seen as a career. The monetization strategies are very clear. We all practice them. We all know them. Brands understand it. Brands at the highest levels understand it and pay incredibly well for it. So I tell everyone, like, this is a real career. It's not a hobby. It's not a side hustle. You choose how much you want to work on it, but it's an actual career in a real industry. And if you take it seriously, just like if you, if you said, I want to become a realtor, oh, that's a career in an industry. So you learn the things that advance that career. You learn about that industry and you kind of climb up. Same thing in the influencer space. And speaking of it becoming a real career and there's so many laid out ways to monetize now, whereas when we were all starting on the social platforms, we didn't really know the clear path to monetization. We didn't necessarily know all of the ways that this would grow. And it's really interesting. I think only around 3% of creators are even getting into the online course space. So whilst there might be people listening that, you know, we're in bubbles and it looks like there's so many courses out there and I hear a lot, but everyone's got a course. I don't think that's true. When you look at the data, so few people are even getting into this. Even fewer are even thinking about launching their own brands. Can you speak about, because and I think 46% of creators are monetizing through brand deals. So we know that's an established path. But the idea of, say, creating a course based on your expertise, I think it's still really early. What do you think? Way early. I have 25 online courses. And, you know, we've made over $100 million across just my own content. Like, we kind of figured all this stuff out. Totally early still. I mean, we did a course with Oprah Winfrey Network in 2015. That's only five years ago. That was the first time they were doing like courses. Like you're like, wait, we are so early. 
Like when you think about other industries, they're 50, 70, 100 year old industries. Yeah. Major brands were only getting the courses in like digital content like five years ago. I mean, even think about how did Netflix grew. Netflix exploded just in the last five years. So you're way early. Everyone's early. Courses are, are critical for people who really want that expertise, who want to be paid higher for their brand, for their value, for their content, for their coaching, for their consulting. It's like, oh, a course really demonstrates like a book does. Oh, you have topical expertise. Because if you can fill 300 pages of a book or you can fill seven hours of an audio course or a video course, it shows you have that perspective. You did your homework, you did the research. And it's one of the most valuable entryways into any higher offer. So for people who say, well, you know, I would like to have, I want to sell a digital guide or I want to sell this e-com product, but you know, one day I'd like to be paid a lot as a speaker or a consultant or a coach. A course is the gateway to that. Mm-hmm. Once you have a course, people statistically who purchase a course for you become the highest lifetime value of any other segment of your business. Mm-hmm. Because courses tend to be mid-tier, like, like you know, $97 to $300 is kind of still the average. So in that mid-tier price point, the people who purchase that and go that deep with you, they're your lifetime value people. They're the mo- they tend to be the people who also implement, who do the work. So I think it's very, very early. I think most influencers, experts, coaches, teachers, writers, creators, whatever you want to call them, they should, they should have it and challenge themselves to develop it. Like I didn't want to develop a YouTube channel. I said, oh, there's an audience there that could be a thing. Let me challenge myself to learn how to do that. Courses were the same way. I didn't say, I'm going to be an online course teacher. (laughs) I said, do I want to make an impact with people? Yes. How do you do that? You teach them. What are the modes for teaching? Books, blogs, podcasts, courses, speeches, consulting, whatever you want to do. And I said, okay, online courses is one. I'm going to have to learn to stand in front of a camera and teach. And if I do that over and over and over, I'll get so good at it that the courses will get easier. My first courses were painful. My 20th was one take wonders to stand, mm-hmm. knock it out. So that development timeline gets easier. But ultimately, you also have to think of, I think influencers forget because we're taught the social media is so transitory. It's like swipe, 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 swipe. Courses are an asset. We still have courses doing six and seven figures that I shot seven, eight years ago. That's an asset that sponsorship deals tend not to have, that paid posts tend not to have, that even a book launch tends not to have. But courses can have weight and volume over the long term that become really valuable. I love that you're saying that as well. And also, I think just like reframe around looking at content creation and being an influencer or creator or whatever label you want to put onto it, it being a career. And just like you would start any career, I feel like if it's in real estate, you don't start off by selling $8 million houses. You start off by selling those houses that are a few hundred thousand and like building up to that. And I, I think sometimes there's the misconception as we see these overnight successes in the influencer world or people just really building and forgetting that it can be intimidating for a lot of people to even start. But I think just reminding everyone, look at this as a career. Yes. It's like way more approachable to be like, actually, I can start there. I just want to start here. I'm just going to work towards that first thousand followers on that platform and then go up from there, which is like what you've done. Like a lot of people will look at you, but like you say, you've been here for like what? 
definitely so old. You're so young, <laughs> but so experienced. But one thing I want to touch on as well is that you're talking about courses and you're talking about creating content and you're writing your seventh book now. Yeah, right? seventh yeah. book. So you are well practiced in creating amazing content. What are some what are some tricks to that? Not tricks, but like what are the things that like practices? Yeah, practices, like pieces of wisdom that you would love to pass on to people kind of looking at this going, okay, well, I want to teach, but what do I teach? How do I come up with original content? Yeah, I think first of all, do it every day. You know, especially now it's so easy. Just, just go live every day on whatever social media platform you love. Just go live and talk with people and teach and talk and talk. And people are like, well, you know, five people showed up. Doesn't matter if five people show up. You got the reps in. Mm-hmm. You heard yourself talking out loud. You wired your brain to articulate an idea from here out to there. And the more you do that over and over and over and over again, the more articulate you become, the more comfortable you become, the more you start to learn your ideas, know how you teach. I think that's just really important. I think the other thing is just really studying the people who you admire. Like watch what you guys are doing. Go, oh, look at how they're framing content. Look at how they think about curriculum. Look how like paying attention to others. I'm mentored and modeled other people and it helped go help me understand how that works. Stop thinking you have to do things that you're comfortable with. I think social media is so much like, oh, this is your style. You like that. Do it this way. I'm like, no, in career, like again, back to if you're going to be a realtor, you have to learn how to do yeah. spreadsheets and legal contracts and stuff that you don't like to do. You got to learn all these rules and the state and the government to do real estate. Well, guess what? As a creator, as an influencer, you have to learn to do things you're not comfortable with. So stop hoping it gets easy. Stop hoping it's perfect. This is still hard for me. I didn't sleep well last night. We were, we we're at an yeah. event. Like this is still like awkward at coming out of pandemic. Like my friends, can I talk? It's weird. <laughs> stop hoping for easy. Start challenging yourself to become a better communicator, to share your ideas, to get fired up, to learn how to turn a bad mood into a good mood so you can turn the camera on and still inspire, even if every condition isn't perfect. Seven books, there's a million times I wake up, I'm like, I don't want to write today. I write. That's, that's the difference between inspiration and discipline. Yeah. Discipline, you show up even if you're not inspired and you do the work. And when you put in reps doing that over and over and over again, suddenly you have a career, you have real impact, you have consistency. Because right now, the world's like begging for consistent people who teach them and challenge them and show up, like we talked about, influence. And so I just urge every audience member, everyone who's listening, don't worry if you're good at it. Don't worry if it comes natural. Communicating didn't come natural. Writing, terrible writer. Doing my first podcast, sucked at that. My first interviews in the media, sucked at that. I'm still pretty much terrible at everything I do, except like a little lane of things, but I don't expect it to be easy. Yeah. I'm like, oh wait, you know what? You want to inspire people? Why do you think that should be easy? It's okay, that's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. Like suck it up, take it in and go, you know what? Oh. I'm going to have to sharpen the saw. I'm going to have to get better. I'm going to have to push myself. And here's the other thing. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years, and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch, 
at your desk or listen to on the go. But it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash bossbabe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash bossbabe, masterclass.com slash bossbabe. Let's take a quick pause to talk about my new favorite all-in-one platform, Kajabi. You know I've been singing their praises lately because they have helped our business run so much smoother and with way less complexity, which I love. Not to mention our team couldn't be happier because now everything is in one place. So it makes collecting data, creating pages, collecting payment, all the things so much simpler. One of our mottos at Boss Babe is simplify to amplify and Kajabi has really helped us do that this year. So of course I needed to share it here with you. It's the perfect time of year to do a bit of spring cleaning in your business, you know? Get rid of the complexity and instead really focus on getting organized and making things as smooth as possible. I definitely recommend Kajabi to all of my clients and students. So if you're listening and haven't checked out Kajabi yet, now is the perfect time to do so because they are offering Boss Babe listeners a 30-day free trial. Go to kajabi.com slash boss babe to claim your 30 day free trial. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. Because if you don't do those things and you only do what comes natural, people get really bored. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the fulfillment isn't there. In neuroscience, I wrote this book on high performance habits. And we know that if you are not challenging yourself as part of your career, you burn out faster, you're more stressed, you're less fulfilled, and you focus on things that don't really matter. But once you say, oh, this is a challenge. Even in, in psychology, Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi wrote this book called Flow. The condition for actually flow, full presence of engagement in the moment, it requires a challenging goal. Something is a little bit harder than you're good at. That's how you find fulfillment and flow in life. So don't back away when the it's difficult. I think that's really powerful. And we can both resonate with that. We've done so many things. Like, remember the first when we launched the podcast? Yeah. And you're like, Danielle, I'm going to interview you now. And I was like, no, I've not prepped. She's like, it's tough. We're doing it because we need to practice. And I was like, it's those moments of, I think it was you I heard, who I heard say, like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And like, that's something that always rings through my mind whenever I'm doing something like that I'm not used to. I'm like, well, I get to learn to feel this discomfort and do it anyway, because I really do think that the more imperfect action you do, the more you see those results. If you're waiting to do perfect action all the time, you just don't do anything. Yeah. It's paralyzing. I think yeah. that the, the journey to greatness for all of us actually begins when we let go of or replace like our desire for like ease and comfort with a desire for challenge and contribution. Like I let go of the need for ease and comfort a long time ago. Yes, I want flow. Yes, I want harmony. But I'm always like, oh, challenge myself, contribute, challenge myself, contribute, challenge myself, contribute. I literally had a card for years next to my computer that said, challenge yourself, contribute. So I'm not just talking about it now. It's like, it was real. It's like, oh, right. That's a reminder. If I'm unfulfilled, I'm not challenging myself. I'm not contributing. If the emotional zest is gone, I'm not challenging myself. I'm not contributing. If the content's no good, I'm not challenging myself. I'm not contributing. And so that, that loop 
of understanding like, oh, I can make an impact, but I'm going to challenge myself and contribute. I think that changes the game for people. I think so too. And, and I also think, you know, if you want to be a thought leader, you're not going to gain the experience you need to show up as a leader without the challenge. Yeah. Like you often learn the most when you are challenged. Like that's, those are the moments I definitely can speak for myself in that. And the second thing to that is people often come to us and the number one question is, how do you grow on social media? How do you get followers on Instagram? And the one word answer is consistency and no one yes. seems to like it. I, know. Yeah. So true. <laughs> I say, well, go, go look at our profile, go see how many posts we've posted. And they're like nearly 8,000. Yeah. And do you know how many of those got zero likes? And do you know how many of those people probably laughed at and thought were crazy? A lot, a good percentage of them. And there really was no shortcut. And I, one thing I don't like that I see on social media a lot of is, you know, doing things that are easy and, you know, don't challenge yourself too much. Don't make yourself uncomfortable. Don't pull late nights. I'm not trying to glamorize the hustle, but at the same time, sometimes the goal that you want to get to isn't going to come without the late night, without doing it when you really don't feel like it. But speaking more on that, one thing that really uh, you inspire me through in the work you do is how you've been able to build businesses in so many different areas and using so many different skills. Like we were just talking a few weeks ago about how you really discovered you're so good at product and you're in the software space. And that probably you know, even 10 years ago, you might have thought, I don't know if I want to be in software. I know that's coming to me, but you've been willing to see, oh, that's a way I can impact the world. So I'm going to learn how to do it. Can you speak about what it takes to really be willing to go do something that you, you know, you didn't have a college degree in, but you're willing to roll your sleeves up, probably pull some late nights and learn how to do it? Yeah. I think it begins with what's your intention for the people you want to help. Like my, my intention for the people I wanted to help was I want to give people the tools and the experiences that help them get better. And so, yeah, I didn't know how to build a software company, but I could see tools that were making a difference. Like Kajabi was making a huge difference in people's lives. So I invested in that. I became a big ambassador of that. Uh, I was like the first outside investor and became this huge, you know, $2 billion company. It was, oh, that's going to help the people I'm serving. I should get involved with that. I should tell them about it. I should educate them on it. And by just teaching people about the tools, it made me learn the tools. Seeing how people interacted with them, I thought, oh, I see how they interact with this product, this software, this company. Oh, if it was this way or if it was that way, and you just learn by, like, there's no other better way to go to your customers, teach them a tool, watch them how they interact with it. Ask them, how could it be better? How could we do this better? How could this system be better? How could this tool be better? Asking, 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 and you should learn. And then I think the other part about it is marketing. Like you all teach, like, if, if, you can master marketing, really understand copywriting, really understand emotional engagement, really understand how to help people take an idea and understand it and stick and practice it. That all comes from marketing. Once you have marketing, every company in the world wants to work with you. Mm-hmm. They might not know it. Like I've worked with you know, now Masterclass, Kajabi, Circle App, VidApp, Community, the text platform right now. I'm an advisor there as well. It's like all these companies I work with, They want to work with me because I know marketing and I understand how the consumer interacts with their stuff. So if it's your own company, you go, okay, I'm going to market this. Let me really obsess about how they use it. Like Amazon kind of still looks janky. I don't know about you, but you wouldn't, like (laughs) no one would ever, like if it were 2021, no one would ever design Amazon the way it looks now. 
But it looks the way it does is because they just keep watching how people use it and they keep iterating and make it better and better and better. But it looks the way it does because they're paying attention. How do people use this? So if you have a course or a platform or a login or a membership or a social media channel, how are people using this? What do they like? What do they not like? And keep honing, 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 and honing that into the marketing messages, which makes the tools sell better. And then you have those two weapons. Now you can go and do anything. I understand how people use tools. I know how to do marketing. That makes you invaluable. I really want to highlight what you've just said there because I think a lot of people will listen to this podcast and brush over what you've just said. But the longevity that you've had in your career and the wealth that you've built through doing stuff via personal brand and other businesses, I think is down to one of those key things that you just said around putting stuff out there and watching how people interact with it. That's how you get good at marketing. When you start watching, you don't just put something out there and ignore it and go, it didn't work. I'm going to try again. You're like, okay, it worked. Why did it work? Oh, it didn't work. Why didn't it work? How can I iterate? How can I do more? How can I learn better? And I think it's something that a lot of people will tend to put stuff out there or they'll just be like, expect themselves to get something perfect straight away. And I think that's one thing I've really learned from you, Brendan, is you're always iterating and asking for feedback and that continuous growth mindset with every single thing that you do, you're always there to learn. And I think that's what sets you apart from a lot of other people. Done masterminds for 11 years. The first time I said, how's it going? Is it going yeah, okay? Yeah, is it yeah. warm enough in the room? Do you need anything? I was nervous. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was nervous. Like, tell me how, to, like, yeah. can we do anything better? Like asking that all the time, mm-hmm. really, it's required. I think the other thing required, I didn't mention earlier, is so important. You have to love people. Mm-hmm. You have to love people. A lot of influencers today who don't make it, it's because they love themselves. And so it's demonstration, it's portrayal, it's look at me, or here's my fancy car, my jet, or, or I'm starting from scratch, here's my cute breakfast or whatever it is. But it's all about self-portrayal. like The people who actually make it love humans. Like we were with this group today. And when someone shared something emotional, we all like tear up. Oh my God, the amount of times that I've never Did you see that? Yeah. That magic It's like on cue, I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God. The whole room, we had what, 30 of the biggest influencers in the world are in our mastermind, right? And everyone in that room teared up simultaneously. Yeah. It said, not only do we have the right people in the room, it says, oh, wow, the world's most influential people really care about other humans' struggles and journeys and emotions and vulnerability. Because when one person was emotional and vulnerable, the whole room, you could feel like yeah. your heart ran, you're like you, you, your eyes teared up. Real influencers, long-term leaders, people who make real impact, people who want to be role models, they are emotional for other people. They actually care. Otherwise, I would have stopped at how many... X number of followers, X amount of money or X amount of impact. You keep doing it because you love people. What stops you getting complacent? One, continuing to care about other people. Two, learning. Always asking for learning. And three, the world. I tell a lot of influencers right now, put your damn phone down and notice the need in the world. Like when you get away from the swiping and actually go out in your communities, read and research about the actual globe outside of your little neighborhood and realize The world's in deep need. And when there's great need out there, your heart as a human has empathy. And it says, I want to do something. I I mean, I don't want to just sit here and and do nothing. I mean, I live on a beach. I can have a pina colada all day. It's like, no, I have my pina coladas. (laughs) (laughs) And and I go, okay, people need help. 
how can I serve? Yeah. How can I learn? And I, I tell everyone, the best thing you will ever do as an influencer is to adopt the role model mindset. Mm-hmm. The role model mindset says, I understand people are watching and I understand I get to choose to be an example of something for others. What is the example I want to be? No one says in their head, well, some people do, but I want to be an example of gross abundance. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, I want to be an example of resilience and strength and following your dream. I'll be an example of caring for people and kindness and compassion and values, you know, love, truth, freedom, responsibility, respect. Like we, we want to be an example of those things. And if each day you realize you get to be an example for somebody, now you're more fired up. Yeah. Like this interview, I'm, I'm not thinking of like, How's Brendan Burchard doing? I'm thinking of like, oh, I hope, I wish I could hear this. I wish I had the example of someone doing what you two are doing back in the day when I began, because there wasn't this. Now there's this. And we have this opportunity to use our voice to make an impact. And it's such a beautiful time. Like, you know, during the mastermind, we've spoke around like television and big networks and big media streams and how you're so controlled on those platforms with the messaging that you want mm-hmm. to deliver. And I think it's just an incredible time that we're all here where we get to choose our own narratives. We get to say, hey, actually, and I don't think that an influencer has to mean that you have to have hundreds of thousands of followers impacting more people over the world. It can mean, right. wow, I want to be influential in my community. Yes. I want to be influential in my with, family. In my family. Yeah. yeah. Like that is so huge. And I think, you know, a big thing is just dropping the ego. And just being like, well, actually, like you've just saying, everything that you said and why all these people in the room that we're with today and over the next few days, they do it for outside of themselves. Yes. No one says that, oh, I want to do it for me, for significance. It's kind of like, I want to do this because I want to help these people. And no matter what your why is, I think if it's tied to significance and ego, you'll ultimately fail because you'll be too, you won't be able to assess how people are interacting. Or you will succeed, but it's pretty empty. Yeah, that's a good right. point. That's true. And yeah, and you're always learning how, what's that next level of servant leadership for you? Mm-hmm. You know, we had people, I don't we won't mention their name, but in our, in our group today who have, what, 8 million fans and another one who has 14 million. Mm-hmm. And they both said, you know, I feel like it's a little bit of a trap and I, I want to pivot and I want to do something more meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so important is like, it's like after you have some likes or tons of likes yeah. or tons of money or not a lot of money, you, you still have to go inside and go, what makes me feel fulfilled? What is meaningful to me? And it's never going to be about self-betrayal. It's always going to be about service. I sell, it's like, you want to switch your head. The minute you go from the selfie economy to the service economy, like from it's about me to it's about others, about serving others, everything changes. It's that old thing. There's two kinds of people in the world. One enters a room and goes, here I am. And the other enters a room and goes, there you are. Yeah. And I think the people who last go, oh, there you are. How are you doing? What's going on with you? You know, that kind of thing. I totally agree. And whenever I chat with people that have grown social followings, I always say like, what's some of the things you did at the beginning of your journey that you think's really helped? And so many of them say to me, Oh, I replied to every single DM. I replied to every single comment. And I cared. They cared. And they were they listened. They they cared just as much when they had a hundred followers as when they had a hundred thousand. And they weren't putting on an act. They were they were showing up in the same way. And it really, really shows. So switching gears a little, there's probably a lot of people listening to this, like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm I've got something to give to the world. I'm ready. And 
you've been able to build a platform around helping people actually get there. And from that moment of saying, you know what, I'm ready. I've got something to give to the world. I'm ready to get there. We've had an inside peek of what growth day looks like and it's phenomenal and it's combined so much research and so much of what you've seen to actually work. Can you talk about some of the tools inside there and practices that help people go from I'm ready to I'm actually doing the thing? Yeah, well, what's cool about personal development and personal growth is the research shows there's six things to help you grow in any way and achieve any goal that you want. Like if you have a personal goal, a professional goal, it's all the same. You can look back a hundred years in philosophy or a thousand years in philosophy. You can look back a hundred years in psychology. You can look to everything about neuroscience the last couple of years or positive psychology. If we want to develop in any way, career, business, personal development, there's like six tools to help everybody. One is journaling. If you journal about your thoughts, your ideas, your dreams, what's on your mind, what you're struggling with, we know you're less stressed, less anxious, have higher life satisfaction, and have higher confidence, and you earn more. So people just need to start journaling. What we did with growth is, well, if we're going to start a personal development journal, what would that look like? And how would people use it? And the reason most people don't journal is because you face that blank page. It's like starting a new book. You're like, that's that first white page. You're like, I don't know what to do. So in Growth Day, we made these prompts, all these research-backed prompts. You, you press a button and it literally gives you a statement to start journaling on. So journaling is key. All creators, all influencers, you, you have to journal because you don't know yourself. You don't know yeah. your values until you start journaling. The second thing is you have to score and track your habits. Like, so you want to be an influencer. Okay, score yourself that week. Track your habits that week. How much did you actually do? Otherwise, it's just ideas and concepts. So for us in personal development, it's like, oh, well, how do we, how do we know how people are doing? So we did this research, high performance habits. And it's like, oh, if you practice these six habits and then you add mood, movement, sleep, and nutrition to these six habits and you track that over a period of time, we can show your income going up. We can show your confidence going up. We can show the positive relationships you have in your life going up. We can show almost every area of advancement in your life going up. But you have to track and manage it. So I'm like, okay, if you're starting, what habits should you have? Track them. We use Growth Day. There's other platforms, just, but track it. It's so key. The third thing is you have to have challenges, like consistent challenges. And I don't mean like you're doing a challenge as an influencer. I'm like, you have to challenge yourself to deepen your expertise in areas. Like maybe that you challenge yourself in copywriting. Maybe you challenge yourself in video. Maybe you challenge yourself in consistency. Maybe you challenge yourself in sales. But having challenges that you work through really matters and you get instruction on. So we, in growth day, we did that for personal development. So it's like, we have clarity challenges and confidence challenges, mental resilience challenges. The next thing you have to have is a positive community, which we all know. You have to have other people who are striving. You have to be around strivers, not doubters, strivers. Be around other people who are like climbing that mountain who are going for it. Like you've done a great job. Of so Your community is yeah, awesome. You guys crushed the community part. Like having that community support each other and self-reinforced by seeing people climb together is yeah. huge. And the last thing is mentors. You need great mentors in that area. In, in growth day, so I brought in, you know, so many of the best personal development and wellness coaches in the world and they teach there. They're there an hour twice a week. So it's like, we're there, we're consistent. You have to, Take that inspiration, the strategies, the ideas for mentors. That's why people follow you. You've done it. You're sharing it. Well, we did that in personal development. So Growth Day is an app 
that has all those components just for personal development. And I built it after studying forever how do people actually grow in their career or their life? These are the tools. We just want to put it in all in one because I was so tired of your personal development being, you have one app over here, you have your planner over here, you have your journal over here, you watch your courses over there and you follow these people over there. I'm like, can we just have one place? We need a home for personal development. We built it with Growth And is that like a best practice? So for someone listening, that's like, okay, there's a lot of things and I know I need to be doing them. How much time do I need to allocate? Like how often should I be logging in? Like what's a really good practice that you think if you do that, you're really going to see success? I believe you got to do one of those things every day. Okay. Our whole tagline at Growth Day is you have to make self-improvement a way of life. A lifestyle. Self-improvement cannot be New Year's. It can't be on your birthday when you get another 20, 30, 40, 50, another zero on there. It's like, no, self-improvement has to be a way of life. So touch one of those things, journal once a day or score yourself once a day or follow a mentor once a day or engage in a community once a day. You don't have to do all of it, but yeah. do something every day. Same thing if you're an influencer in your space, like, okay, something every day to have a touch point in this career in creating something or talking with a customer. You don't have to create something every day. Maybe you just, that day you're talking with customers. Yeah. Next day you create something. It doesn't have to be, it's just every, there's, it has to be a consistent thing. If you want it to be big, I tell creators influence all the time, like approach it like a job, show up for it. You know, people know when they go to a job after five years of a job, they keep getting raises and salaries and promotions, 10 years, raises, salaries, promotions. Our industry is just like that. Like I can't even believe what we earn now, but we've been doing it for 15 years full time in five years before that writing. So it's like, okay. Now it's like, how do you earn so much? I'm like, we started. And I tell you, no matter how small you start, start something that matters. Don't think you have to have it all figured out, but realize the incredible power of momentum. I think as well, just adding on to that for me with personal development, it's been the layering of habits. Yeah. Like feeling like, you know, yes. you don't think about cleaning your teeth every night before bed. Like it's a habit that's just instilled. It's, it's stuck with you. So it's like focusing on that one and then like adding it on, like what becomes the next thing. So for me, it was like gratitude journaling in the morning. Like if I told myself, okay, I have to write morning and night every day and do all these things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like intimidated by it all, right. but it's like, okay, every single morning before I start, I'm going to write down three things that I'm grateful for. And then that just became the normal. And if I didn't do it, it felt weird. So then I was able to add the next thing on. And I think that layering is really, really important because then, like you say, over those periods of time, like, like, look where you end up. Yeah. First, it's an idea. Then it's an intention. Mm. Then it's a practice. Then it's a habit. Then it's just who you are. Brendan, one thing I see about you is you're such a go-getter. Like you do, like like we spoke about on this podcast, you know, there's lots of things that you're nervous to do still, or you kind of get like... I'm nervous right now. Yeah. (laughs) I love how I'm so proud of you too. And I I literally, I'm so proud of what you built and watching it and seeing how well you've done it and how much care and intention and brand you put around. I'm like, oh, people should follow you. So anyway... I just Thank want to do a good job. Thank for you. you for that. Thanks, I think actually. nerves are good. Nerves yeah. says, I want to do a good job for someone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I was I was just going to say, like, how do you turn that into action? Because I think a lot of people let the nerves paralyze them. And so I'm just curious, like, what practices you've learned over the years that mean you just get up and do it anyway? Like, two things come to mind. One, most people actually don't have, like, fear of starting or fear of failure. Most people are just embarrassed to be seen starting small. Mm. two different things like fear is an impulsive automatic emotion usually triggered by physical threat what we mostly experience today is not that what we mostly experience today is like i'm embarrassed 
Yeah. I'm embarrassed to be vulnerable. I'm embarrassed to be seen starting small. I never cared about starting small because I'm from Montana. So we just like a <laughs> hundred people watching something that you did from where I'm from is like, you made it, right? There was no millions of things. We, our state, when I grew up, didn't even have a million people in it. Okay. The whole state. And it's the fourth largest state in the country, land nest wise. So I was like a hundred people didn't, I was like, that was a lot for me. So I didn't have high expectations. I just wanted to start and start by making an impact. I think that's what's most important. At my events, I think you guys probably saw me do this. We'll have 1,000, 2,000 people there these yeah, days. Huge. And I'll always go, especially an influencer, our event called Influencer, I'll go in the audience. I'll ask the first you know, four rows to stand up, which is usually about you know, between 100 and 200 people. And I'll ask them to turn around and face the audience. And the rest of the audience looks at me and I say, please make eye contact with somebody who's standing up. And I'll say, so each of these people, they're a person, right? Like, yeah. I go, but how many of you have complained that only 100 people saw your video? I go, but this is a mom and this person has a job mm-hmm. and this person's trying to balance this. And like, you're discounting these people. They're mm-hmm. real people. These views are real people. Realize that and be proud of that. It's not about how many of them. It's like, wow, you're impacting that person. That's such a huge deal at an important time of their life. So I think it just get over being embarrassed about being seen starting small and just start to make an impact. And the second thing is learn to get rid of all of your discouragement with one simple thing discouragement and stopping because you don't feel, you know, like it's perfect or it doesn't measure up to someone else. It all goes away when you adopt the learning mindset. Like I haven't felt like disappointed in myself or discouraged in myself and stopped for years and years and years. Cause instead I said, Oh, what did I learn there? Mm-hmm. Right. Great lesson. Journal on that lesson. Good. Apply that next time, get better next time. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people stop because they discourage they're disappointed in themselves. And I just don't allow those emotions to linger because I go, okay, I feel the emotion, a little embarrassed, didn't like that. What did I learn? Apply and move. And so if you let discouragement or doubt stop you, you're missing what those are biologically built for. Doubt and discouragement are meant to be signals to learn, not signals to stop. Mm, I love that. That's really powerful. And I'll just say that one other thing with like, you know, like say this day and age with social media, we forget how many, like say hundred people looks like in a room and also the positive ripple effect that that has. Yeah. Like it's, that's what we talk about a lot. It's not just like, okay, so for us, like we came to your seminar, right? Even if there have been 20 people in the room, you impacted Natalie and I, which then has gone in, on to impact our families in the immediate wow. motion. Then our small communities, yeah, we started off, of women. then the Instagram, then the podcast, like it's, the ripple effect is crazy. So it's like, even if you just have, just have 10 people in that room, it's not 10 people you're impacting. Yeah. It's the ripple effect on that. The same with the mastermind today. There was just one moment that really stood out for me. One of the guys said to the other guys, oh, I, la- I learned to launch my company off reading your book. And I've done a billion dollars in sales. Right. I'm like, <laughs> that influence, <laughs> that connection. Yeah. yeah. Or someone else in our mastermind who today... Totally, I, I didn't even know it until a couple of weeks ago, who was suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. she came to one of our things or saw one of my things. Uh, I think she started with a book of one of our, I, I didn't even know that story until mm. a couple of weeks. I was like, and I've been working with her now for a while. Yeah. And you just never know where you're going to meet somebody on any given day. Yeah. And you have to be okay that some people aren't going to get it. And some people mm. are going to write a trashy comment or be negative. But someone might go, you know what? I needed that today. And that person who said, I needed that today. I always say, 
don't forget that comment when they say, I needed that today. That could have meant that's because they're driving home from a funeral. Mm-hmm. Maybe they needed that today because they just got beat up by their spouse and they're crying in the room alone. And that's all they can convey is like, God, I really needed this inspiration. Like it's, you can't, that, that simple phrase of you changed my life or I need that today. If you get one of those out of 20 posts mm-hmm. and everyone else trash talks you, that was worth it. So true. I know. I'm like trying not to cry at that. It's so true. What's one piece of advice that someone's given you that's really stayed with you and had such an impact in your life? Wow. Learn to talk, kid. (laughs) I had an employer who was a really nasty, mean person um, when I was like in high school. Just one of those bosses that screamed at you and, and, you know, was condescending and, you know, Mm -hmm. thought you were stupid and, and just, you know, was really mean. I had a really mean boss. But this boss could tell stories and was amazing at selling and telling stories. And I wasn't much of a communicator. And every time I you know, didn't say something right or something, learn to talk, kid. And you know what? I didn't feel threatened or feel like that was condescending because I knew that to be true. I wasn't a good communicator. And I think people watching or listening to this, please understand if you're not a good communicator, that's totally okay. Communication is a skill, like riding a bike. Like you, you have to not be like, oh, I'm not like her or I'm not like that. It's like no, very few people come out of the womb talking and selling and, and making <laughs> frameworks and teaching on Instagram. Like you have, that's, that's reps, that's practice. Yeah. And so it, it made me realize like, you know, I don't know how to talk. I am really awkward around people. I, I have to learn how to go do that. And I, I think that was really good. I know that person was putting me down by saying that but it built me up. It made me realize, oh, I actually don't know how to talk. I'm going to learn that. So I'd read all these communication books back in the day. I went to like seminars and I bought audio audio tapes tapes (laughs) on how to learn how to talk, like how to talk so people listen. Or I learned from Larry King. He wrote a book about how to to talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere about anything. Mm. And that book changed my life because he just talked about how it was Larry King saying, well, here's how to ask questions so people talk to you. And then years later, I do a course with Larry King. Wow. Larry and I do sales videos together. I'm on his show multiple times. He's on my show multiple times. And I'm like, I read your book when I was 20 years old about how to talk to anyone anytime about anything. Thank you. And and many people know we just lost him. Uh, He just passed away this last year. And it was like devastating for me. But he was a huge mentor because I thought, wow, if if he hadn't taught me how to communicate or these other people hadn't, I wouldn't be here with you. And you would never came to my seminar and I would have never done 20 yeah. online courses. And I never would have, you know, had all the impact that we have with all, none of that would happen if I didn't hear an insult. You know how mm-hmm. to talk kid. Cause I didn't have the ego to go, damn you. I was like, actually having the humility to recognize where you are not yeah. good or deficient or weak or needing to get better. That's a beautiful, that means you're not a, you're not a narcissist, <laughs> like yeah. recognizing the humility going, I'm not, let me get better. We get to turn our struggles into strengths. Big time. I think that's something that we can all take away is like, you get to change. You don't have to be the victim. And now you get to go, okay, this is my struggle and I want a strength in that. And how do I do that? I think when you empower yourself with that as well, it's very freeing. Yeah. I, listen, you, I'm so proud of you. 
Like you were, you, know, you were, you <laughs> yeah. clearly communicated like interviewing was not your thing yeah. and being interviewed and being on camera. And I know you've mentored her a ton <laughs> and one, I don't remember what it was, maybe two years, a year, two and a years ago. Yeah. I called and I interviewed, oh, it's Influencer Summit, Influencer yeah. Summit. So I called, I interviewed <laughs> you, <laughs> I interviewed you for Influencer Summit and listen, like five people yeah. went that day. You came on and you slayed it. And I was literally standing there pressing stop on my video. So people can go like, I'm like, <laughs> Danielle's bringing it. She's, you were so on fire and clearly you had grown into that and you were so fun and articulate and just spot on with your messaging. And I remember you telling me not, I mean, months before that, that that was oh. awkward and weird for you. So we, we are both yeah. examples of that. We are all examples of that. So that's why I cheer everyone on. Everyone listening. Please be encouraged that you have three awkward weirdos weirdos. who figured out somehow (laughs) that we wanted to help people. And because if your intention is I want to help people, you skill up, you learn, you get better, you grow because that intention is real. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. Thank you so much for this, Brendan. Two questions. Where can everyone find out about and get signed up for Growth Day? That's my first question. And second, for someone who is listening to this and is thinking, you know what, I'm ready to take action. Growth day number one. Can you pick a book of yours as number two as a second action step? We can put yeah. the link for growth day. Yeah, we'll put the links to I love that. Yeah, if, if you're an influencer or creator, go read The Millionaire Messenger, which was my okay. first, like, number one New York Times. It was big. I mean, it was like the beginning. That was 2009. Okay. And it literally, you look at it, it's like, oh, wow, that's what happened in the entire influencer and creator economy. And it still applies today. Yeah. Because it's still about how do you share your message? How do you find your thing? How do you build your audience? How do you monetize what you know? It's still like the playbook that so many of us, you know, came up on. I as well was kind of capturing, reporting what was happening. Okay. So does Millionaire Messenger or go to my website, Brennan.com, and we have a section for influencers about how do you learn to do all the stuff that we all do. And you guys teach it. So great too. Perfect. And Growth Day? Yeah. Go to growthday.com and you can download the app on your app stores. It's all, it's an app explicitly for your personal development. So if you're like, I just... I need that spark back. I feel like I'm not connected with myself or my future, or you haven't found out what's meaningful or purposeful to you, or you're just like us, like high performers, like I want to stack these habits. I want to track it. I want to capture it and have it in one place. That's growth thing. I love thank it. You. Thank you, Brendan. Yeah, thank you all. I'm so proud of you too. Thank Woo! you for having me. What a full circle. It's thank real. Thank for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a review. Let us know what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and who you'd like to see appear on the show. As a special thanks, we'll send you a copy of our Boss Babe 25. Now, this is an awesome resource. It's the 25 essential things that you need for personal and professional growth. We've included everything from must-have products to books to rituals. This guide literally covers it all, and I know you're going to love it. So if you want your copy, simply leave us a review and then send a screenshot of your review to podcast at bossbabe.com.